Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, by the time anybody listens to this episode, I'm going to be driving back from uh, the airport from my Las Vegas trip. So I'm sure by then I'll be tired and grumpy. <laughs> there you go. Do you want to hear a riddle, Allison? Sure. How do you know that you can guarantee that there is going to be Zelda news? <laughs> I'm going to be busy. <laughs> when you pre-tape an episode of the Champions cast for, <laughs> for next week. Exactly. Allison's so, going to be gone next weekend, so we're recording early. We're, we're doing everybody a favor because I sure, I sure enough, we record this episode and there's going to be some new Zelda news that comes out. Guaranteed. So we're we're gonna Tuesday take one for morning, the team here. Seven yeah. o'clock PST. Look at Twitter and watch it be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you you heard it here and on the Champions Cast first, and rarely we're we're able to make those kind of sacrifices for for all you listeners out there because we we love Zelda enough that we can we can do that. We we can be the one that uh, has a, an untopical episode when something new gets announced, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yep. Well, um, Al, we have we have a lot to get into today because we just upped the ante on our original episode here. Of course, we we are going to be ranking uh, definitive style the bosses of Ocarina of Time, but we thought that we'd throw some spice into that stew, and we threw in the mini bosses of Ocarina of Time as well. So we have a who's who of bad guys to to sort out and rank here. Um, Man, I'm going to go through this list and, and name off all the people that we got to talk about here, Allison. We got Goma, King Dodongo, the Big Octo, Baronade, the Poe Sisters, Phantom Ganon, Flare Dancer, Volvagia, Dark Link, Morpha, Dead Hands, Bongo Bongo, Iron Knuckle, Twin Rova, Ganondorf, and Ganon. Good lord. We, we better get cracking here, Al, because we have a lot to cover. I'm super excited because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some of these, some of the bo the bosses feel like mini bosses to me now. You know, so many years later of playing this game, at least once a year. So I I thought it would be a good idea to include the mini bosses with them. Yeah, I you know what I'm and I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you said that because I feel like if we didn't have the mini bosses, maybe we could have blitzed through this too fast. And, and some of these mini bosses are undeniably more interesting than. Yeah, than some of the actual bosses, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. Well, uh, let's just let's just get right to it. So, of course, the way we're going to be doing this is we're going to rank them definitive style. So we're going to go in in chronological order here. So the first two that we're going to talk about are Goma and King Dodongo, and then we're going to rank them one and two. And then when we get to the next mini boss, we're either going to rank that boss one, two, or three, and then the boss after that is going to go somewhere either one, two, three, or four. You get the idea. Um, I'll read off the lists as we go so you guys can follow along with us. And uh, we'll end up with one big, happy, bad guy list at the end. I'm ready. I'm I'm psyched. You know me. I could talk about Ocarina of Time for days and days and days. So let's, uh, let's hit this thing, Al. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. First up, we got Goma and King Dodongo. So let's talk about Goma here for a second. Um, you know, there there is something absolutely incredibly charming about goma is there not like such a great first boss i think that inside the deku tree is like the perfect 
the perfect intro dungeon. It does have to be said that Goma is a fairly pathetic boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can you, you knock Goma off the top of the cave with one shot of your of your slingshot, and you can go over and you can you can just beat him in one cycle. Uh, I I am a I'm a horrible Zelda player. Everybody knows that, and even I can beat Goma in one cycle. So that's how bad Goma yep. is. But there is something charming about him. I feel like. Would you agree? Um, I would say so too. Like, I, I don't know. Charming's the right word, just because Goma is so freaky looking. Um, I, w I actually really like how uh, Ocarina of Time did this, where they gave them like super full names. So this is the parasitic armored arachnid Goma. Just makes her sound so like ba and everything. But it, please, I would please tell me that you have the full names for everybody. Oh, I do. We're gonna we're gonna need those. Okay. Yeah, I, I got I got you covered. Um, so it makes it sound him or her what. It's a queen, I guess. So Queen Goma yes. sounds super like imposing and in this tree that's like part of Link's little childhood and important to all the Kokiri and it's just poison this tree. So it sounds super imposing and intimidating and BA is all heck. But yeah, pretty pathetic when you fight Goma. I do remember being a child, being 10 years old, playing this game. Uh, with my brothers for the first time and Goma is very freaky looking in that dark room and makes the weirdest noise she's like shaking and laying eggs and stuff and it's kind of weird but yeah now that I'm older you know you can one cycle her pretty quickly and you can even get to the point where you're like she's not laying eggs so you don't have those annoying little tiny Gomas everywhere um yeah. so I mean is she the greatest boss fight no but she's really iconic like she's a huge deal to the series as a whole so i i, I give her respect in that way i yeah i agree that's a good way to put it um yeah you know i i like i like goma she's she's a great she's an iconic zelda boss right like she's been around for forever um not the best fight but i i think that's okay the story of her corrupting the deku tree i feel like is is you know, a good enough story as an intro dungeon for me. So Goma is like a, I think it's a, a decently, you know, well-rounded boss on, on my list. Um, but let's talk about King Dodongo, because I actually also think that this is like a really great boss fight because he's King Dodongo. Maybe doesn't look as intimidating as like Goma, but the mechanic of like throwing the bomb into uh, the King Dodongo's mouth. I, I think that like, at the time, it was such a novel concept and such a, a cool idea. Um, I, I guess you had kind of done something similar in, in Link to the Past and um, Link's Awakening, but it, it just felt so much more, I don't know, like dangerous uh, and like tricky to pull off in, in Ocarina of Time. Mm -hmm. um, less, you know, one, one thing that I found in, in 2D versions where you would throw bombs and, and wait for enemies to eat them is that literally that you would just throw the bombs and then like the the creatures would walk right into them and just kind of swallow them up whereas in this fight you have your bombs and like you are hurling them in dodongo's mouth and like he's eating them and if you and if you miss man he's gonna blast you he's gonna get right. you with fire so i actually i really like the setting of this fight i think that it's a good boss fight really great use of your dungeon item i i i like both of these uh intro fights like pretty pretty well actually but I, I think I would rate Dodongo above Goma. Um, yeah, for King Dodongo, uh, King Dodongo, or the full name Infernal Dinosaur King Dodongo. Yes. I like I said, I can remember being a child playing this the first time, and you fall into that hole, and Link does this thing where he turns around because he hears the footsteps, 
And King Dodongo is massive compared to little old Kid Link there. So that was really terrifying, this giant dinosaur. And then hurling fireballs at you, um, rolling around at you. And I remember when I was first playing this boss, I didn't realize that you could kind of move out of his way. I just was being chased and <laughs> screaming around the square by this giant rolling dinosaur. So that was kind of terrifying, terrifying and a lot more imposing than Goma when you kind of fir uh, you first meet her. So I would also put King Dodongo above Goma, I think, on my list. All right, so at number one, we have King Dodongo, and at number two, we have Goma. Let's see how long they can uh, keep those spots. Next up, we have the mini-boss from Jabba Jabba's Belly, Big Octo. Oof. This isn't my favorite, Allison. That's not my favorite at all. Um, for for a couple reasons. First of all, this is a rare example. I feel like of a boss fight that like was done way way better, is way cooler in two D than it was in three D. Because you you kind of have the same thing in Link's Awakening, and I think in Link to the Past when you are facing this boss, and like in Link's Awakening, you get your rocks feather and you just jump over him and you spin attack, and he is toast. Oh, and yeah. In this game, you gotta like run along and you've got the spinning spike in the center and you gotta throw your, your boomerang and hope to God that you hit him. And sometimes he just randomly stops and turns around. And like very, very often, I just run into the spikes and completely kill my momentum. Not my favorite yeah. boss fight, I'm gonna be honest. I would rank this one last <laughs> so far. I, yeah. Um, let it be known that we skipped Lizalfos and Wolfos for the mini-bosses just because yes. they seem, like, very just minor. But Big Octo is a pretty big deal in uh, Jabu Jabu. And I, I, like, I appreciate the fight. Like, it's kind of a cool mechanic, but I don't think... I don't know. Something about it is a little off because, like you said, I'm, like, running around in circle trying to get closer and closer. And the speed that I'm going is not catching up to the speed that Big Octo is going. And I'm throwing my boomerang and I'm missing. And it's really frustrating. So I developed – I'm pretty sure a lot of people do this. But I developed a strat where I just went backwards and let him hit me. And so when he turned around and I hit him with the boomerang. And that's yeah. what I did. Um, but because the way you're supposed to do it is just so frustrating. Um but, like, as as a mini-boss goes, he's pretty solid. Like, definitely better than Lizalfos and Wolfos. But, yeah, I would definitely put him below the first two bosses. Yeah, and, and I mean, at least he's, like, I don't know, an original, and he's not just, like, a generic enemy. But yeah. sometimes that, that works against you, too, because, I don't know, th this one to me is just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, speaking of... Eh, let's move on to the <laughs> boss of Jabu Jabu's belly. What is his full boss name? Bioelectric Bioelectric bio Anemone Baronade. That is spectacular. Bioelectric <laughs> uh and then uh, I'm not even going to try and say that. See, uh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Baronade. So I I'm not going to lie to you. Baronade is at the bottom of my list of of everything. Um, really? Baronade. Like the whole thing. He's at the bottom of the whole thing, yeah. Wow, okay. And I think, this is probably more reflection on me, but I, I think that it's just because I find fighting him um, a little bit confusing sometimes because you have to you have to take out all of his, like, spinning things, you know, when, when he's moving around, and then, like, you finally take them out, and they finally drop, and you're like, okay, great. Once I get them all, I should be able to do damage to Baronade. 
But then you don't. You you get all of them, and he just kind of reforms all that stuff around him, and then he starts moving again, and you have to rebreak all of the the tendrils around him again, and then you can finally do damage. I just I don't know what it is. I just feel like you should be able to do damage sooner than you can in the fight. Um, the 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 boomerang has never been my favorite weapon in 3D. Uh, I just don't I just I just don't think it translates super well. Um, so if if you ever get like you know, you, you'll be fighting Baronade, and for whatever reason, your um, your Z-targeting will stop working for a second, and then you'll just switch to first-person mode, and it's like, God, no, I want to get back and target him. But then you have to throw your boomerang in order to, like, release the, the target that you have. This is probably just a me problem, being not very good at Zelda, but this is always just kind of... I, I think it's the weak link of the boss fights. You know, it's still a pretty decent boss fight. I don't think that there's really a big stinker in this game, but it's it's bottom of the barrel for me. I can understand where you're coming from, and I know we talked about Baronade kind of recently. I don't know exactly when, but it was kind of surprising when I heard from a lot of people that they really liked Baronade. Um, because I definitely think of the three like an initial bosses of this game that Baronade is the least exciting. Um, just because like you got these, like I don't know, these really imposing, crazy creatures like this arachnid parasite Goma and a giant infernal dinosaur that um you get to this weird like like tentacle creepy electric jellyfish heart beating looking thing and it just is <laughs> let me tell you how i really feel <laughs> uh, it's just weird after the first two so i i never really liked looking at baronade and the fight is difficult you know when you were talking about the boomerang they made me think about how the boomerang has improved for example, you can't really target anything that's out of your range now, with or in like later games, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, but you could in Ocarina of Time. So you're like targeting something, and you're thinking, okay, I could throw the boomerang at it. You can't. It's out of range. The boomerang doesn't go that far. So that was frustrating because you thought you were safe from these tentacle jellyfish, whatever, and but you were still out of range of hitting baronades. So that was super frustrating, and I can understand what you're talking about, the mechanic with the boomerang there. Um, like I said, I think it's improved, but yeah, it's kind of got weird cycles too. Like there's very distinct cycles in bosses and I feel like I don't understand baronades at all. Like what's the first phase? What's the second phase the third phase? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I just feel like I don't know when this boss is going to die. And then when it like is buried kind of into the ground and it's shooting like these electric currents at you, I feel like I can never outrun them. Like it's like surprisingly spot on targeting and i always get shocked i can never get out of range of those so that's always frustrating it's just it's kind of just a weird random boss that doesn't really fit the theme that i was seeing at the like throughout the game so far and it was just odd and out of place so i would rank it as at i would rank it above big octo at least big octo isn't that impressive but at least baronade is kind of huge and creepy and weird i guess <laughs> uh you know what okay i i'm not gonna fight you on that one big octo isn't someone i'm gonna defend here um so after that you know the the kid portion of the game we've got number one king dodongo number two goma number three baronade and number four big ol octo so let's move on to the adult section of the game and we're going all the way ahead to the forest temple here and we are going to be ranking the Poe sisters. And I guess truth be told, it's really only the last 
sister that is the mini boss. Um, it, God, I can't remember the the names of the sisters, but let's just lump them all together just because I think that their gimmick and, <laughs> and presentation is really cool. I love the post sisters. They're they're one of my favorites in Ocarina of Time. Actually, I'm putting them at number one on this list. I just think that it's like it's such a creepy quest that you need to go on. It's it's so I don't know. It, like the setting of the Forest Temple can't be ignored. It's so haunting and so just perfect for for the mission that you are embarking on. Um, I think that the last fight is really well done, where like you, the the sister splits up and like there's that little tell for the one that you need to hit by the way that she'll twirl. And if you know what you're doing, it's it's a really simple and straightforward fight. But if you don't, and it's the first time that you're doing it, it can take you a second to catch on and, you know, get up to speed with how you're going to do this fight. You know what? I mean, a lot of a lot of my like for the Post Sisters is probably just my fondness for the Forest Temple in general. And a big part of the Forest Temple is chasing down the Post Sisters and getting the flames back but i just i love the the coloration of all the post sisters the the final encounter is great i think i like that it takes place in like the main room that you've kind of been you know that that's like your anchor for the whole temple so i everything about this fight i really love uh, i think it's i think it's a great fight i love the idea of the post sisters they've kind of done that gimmick a few other times most notably in the arbiter's grounds in twilight princess so yeah th- this is a this is a high one for me al um, I, I actually really like the Post Sisters, too, and I do know their names. And I fun fact, I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but the Post Sisters are named after the four sisters from Little Women, which are Amy, Beth, Joe, and Meg. And Meg is the purple one that you fight at the end, um, which is I think is a really cool little fact. It's fun. Um, but, like, I would agree. I the You're kind of, like, facing them throughout the entirety of the dungeon, and you got the two that are on the staircases and you have to hit them in the portraits and then fight them down below. And while they're not the most involved, like, you know, make you really think super hard kind of boss fights, um, they're still fun and they st- I still look forward to them. And then you got the one that's the puzzle that you have to solve within an limited amount of time. And mm-hmm. then she pops out and you fight her kind of the same way as the other two. But, yeah, Meg is definitely the different one. The one you find her back at the entrance and she's kind of like mourning her sisters are gone now. And so she fights you and she multiplies and that little tell like you were talking about where she twirls. And, you know, when you're a kid and you see that little twirl, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so smart. I'm such a genius. (laughs) Obviously, that's the one I'm supposed to hit, which I just love about the Zelda series that they let let you feel that way. It's just great. Even when you're an adult. So... (laughs) So yeah, those that was really cool. Like le- even just the little tiny minor fights leading up to that bigger one at the end. Um, again, it's not like crazy involved or anything, but it's still interesting and it keeps you engaged for the entirety of the dungeon. Versus like, ugh, I'm just going through another dungeon. This is so annoying. I just want to get to the boss and move on. You know what I mean? Like it's very involved. And yeah. I, I I like that. So I would rank this. I would rank this top, actually. Oh, e- so, easy for me. Yeah, so this far, is far yeah. and away top so far. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I actually, I do want to say, because I know that someone out there will say it, that if you do not have Deku nuts, then fighting the first couple sisters can be a little bit of a drag, waiting for them to oh, yeah. reappear. I, I think that's a valid criticism, but I don't care. I, I just think that it's so cool anyways, and like the setting is cool, that that doesn't really matter to me. Plus... 
Uh, I always have Deku nuts, so not a big deal. Yeah, and it's like an interesting like kind of uh, like monster or enemy to fight before Phantom Ganon, which we're about to talk about. You know, you're kind of yeah. fighting these ghosties, and then you get the big bad ghostie at the end, and I just think that's pretty cool. Yeah, all right. Well, so it seems like it's unanimous here. Post Sisters are number one. King Dodongo is number two. Goma is number three. Baronade number four. Big Octo, big Octo, easy for me to say, is is number five. Let's talk about Phantom Ganon. And I'll let you take the lead here, Allison. Go ahead. Okay, I love Phantom Ganon. Phantom Ganon is one of my favorite fights from Ocarina of Time. It's one that I always look forward to when... um. Cause you like you're going through and you're you're taking you know a good solid hour or whatever 50 minutes to do the child part of the game. I guess if you're a speedrunner, that's that's the amount of time you take. But if you <laughs> if you're playing casually, you're just getting through that part. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be an adult because I want to go fight Phantom Ganon because I really like this fight. So first of all, you see this guy on a horse that you've been seeing in your dreams that you saw go after Zelda, and he's like crazy and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm already fighting this guy and it turns out it's just his phantom which is totally fine but it's a good like middle ground part of the game where it's testing your skill to uh at that point of the game to compare like when you fight gandorf at the end so i really like that connection there and you're just like okay obviously he wasn't as hard as the big bad is gonna be i have some growing to do and he's gonna be like that but times 10 or something and right. the, the mechanics of him are really cool. The coming in and out of the portraits, um, you have to kind of like listen and look to see which one he's going to come out of on his horse. And it gets more difficult over time, which is always fun. And then you shoot him and eventually he gets off the horse and he's like, oh, I have it. I'm just going to mess this guy up. And he starts throwing the light beams at you. And that's when you get the the the, uh, the iconic, not ironic, <laughs> the iconic tennis match in Zelda, which is always so much fun. I love those. And um, as many of you know, Phantom Gun is also one of my favorite fights in Wind Waker, too. So this is like a running theme for me. And it's in small quarters as well, this like tennis match. So it's kind of like the angle's weird and it makes it a little bit more difficult, which I really like. And yeah, and then at the end, when you defeat him, Ganondorf is just like so pissed. <laughs> He's like, what a waste that was. And yeah. yeah, it's it's a good like it's almost like a good intro for being an adult, you know, like the intro for being a child was Goma. But then you've got a far more superior boss fight as an intro to being an ad the part of the adult uh, portion of the game. Fair. Yeah, fair. Um, OK, well. I, I rank this definitely in the upper echelon of my Ocarina of Time boss fights, but I to be honest, I actually rank the Poe Sisters above Phantom Ganon. <gasps> no. Um, yeah, which is weird because I'm such a I'm such a mark for the Forest Temple, but you know I I think that one thing for me that I was always like they could have done this a little bit better is I just feel like. There's there's sections of this boss fight that are really original. Like and first of all, the setting is awesome in the art gallery, and the first half where where Phantom Ganon is coming out of the paintings is like so cool and makes great use of your item. So I think that that part's really cool. But then like looking back, I'm just like it would have been cool if they would have made a more original boss instead of just like basically fighting Ganon, but like a weaker powered version of Ganon, and. I had that criticism when I first played it, and I th I think I still have that criticism, 
Um, but you know what? This is still a great boss fight. It's Phantom Ganon looks awesome. He, uh, especially when he's coming out of the painting and he's on his horse, it looks just like so menacing. Like this is the definitive Phantom Ganon to be. I love the way that costume looks in Breath of the Wild, by the way. Um, but yeah, this, this is a great fight. I, yeah, I don't, I, that's my only criticism is like, it was such a spectacular, spectacular dungeon that it was, it was just a little bit too bad that they just kind of, I don't know, reused, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's not reusing at this point in the game, but you know, looking back, they just reused the final boss fight. And I, I would have liked it more if they would have just stuck with the original gimmick of like him coming through the paintings and maybe there's a different way that you can fight him after as cool as the tennis match is and it is very cool i don't know it just it, it took a little bit away from me so this is in this is in my like definitely my upper echelon of boss fights but i yeah i, I think i'd actually rank the post sisters above phantom ganon i can hear some people being like oh at that right now but <laughs> like me <laughs> that's what it is yeah um I mean, so something that I learned is there's two type of people, two types of people when it comes to Zelda bosses, and it's the type that are like me and are totally okay with fighting something, fighting a boss over and over again, especially if it shows the skills that you're learning and they get a little bit harder over time. And then there's people like Andy Spateri who hate that. So <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't care that they reused him. I think I think he's just so much fun that I enjoy fighting, doing that tennis match thing twice. And um, and the same in, happens in Wind Waker, where you fight Phantom Ganon twice. So I'm totally okay with that. I personally think that Phantom Ganon is worth being at least in first place over the Poe Sisters. I mean, the Poe Sisters are great, but come on. This is like a top-notch boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll compromise with you. You know what? I was actually just thinking, like, <laughs> I love, I, I mean, like, I love all the bosses in this game. So, like... If you're really passionate about something, I don't know that I'm really gonna fight you on it because I'm I'm just like yeah okay that's that, yeah that 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 fight sure. does rule like sure yeah. <laughs> I don't know maybe maybe Fair there will enough. be one that comes up that I'm like I'm ready to go to war for but there hasn't you been might like yet. this next one more than I do or at least oh the... God. you know no 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 but yeah okay let's yeah let's go on to the next one here <laughs> uh, what what's this jabroni's name again Flare Dancer oh my god <laughs> yeah let, hold on let me scroll down here Flare this... Flare Dancer yeah. You fight this, him twice too. This guy sucks. He oh. sucks. <laughs> yeah, he he, I, he he does, and you have to fight him twice. Uh, it's it's just a pain in the ass. You gotta you gotta <laughs> wait for him to like go around and hook shot him, and then like uh you you gotta like you gotta get it in the right rhythm. And if you do that, it's not too bad. Where like you you smack him with the hammer, and then he runs the other way, and you circle around, and you smack him again. And if you can do that a couple times quickly, it's it's okay. But like if if God if he gets away from you it takes forever and then you yeah. he jumps back in the center and you gotta wait for like forever for him to come back out, um, and then you gotta fight him twice. Yeah, this this guy sucks. <laughs> I think that's fair. He's not my favorite. I I do like him enough. Like if you only had to fight him once, I guess he would be okay. But you do have to fight him twice, and it's not like a big bad boss that you get to fight twice. It's just a mini boss that you get to fight twice, and. I'm usually okay with it. I think what frustrates me the most about this guy is that, you know, when you take damage, you have a couple frames of, uh, like, damage frames where you can are invincible. Well, so does this bad guy. You hit him, and you are still clearly striking him with your sword, but he's not taking any damage. And that's just super obnoxious to me. Yeah. So, yeah. 
because I feel like you can beat him so much faster instead of, you know, running around the opposite side of the square to get him over there or having him... You, e- you should even... be able to do the same thing that you can do with Morpha and just get him out and corner him and bam, he's done. Yeah. And another thing is when he's about to hop in the fire, he kind of does this little, like, skippy thing and he's very clearly there so you can hit him. But even when you're swinging at him while he's doing that, that second pause before he hops in the fire, you're not doing any damage. So that's just annoying as all hell. So, with that said, where would I put this guy? Oh, come on. This guy's last. He's last. You would have, but I thought you said Baronade was last. <laughs> well, Baronade was last on my list, but we've already broken that rule. This guy was second okay. last. Okay, yeah. I, w- I, would put, I would put it last. All right. So, let's... There we go. Now I'm fighting for something. Let's review. <laughs> number one, we've got Phantom Ganon. Number two, the Poe Sisters. Number three... King Dodongo, number four, Goma, number five, Baronade, number six, Big Octo, and number seven, uh, the Flare, the Flare Dancer. So that's exactly where he should be. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, staunch about this next fight actually because I I think that a lot of people don't love this fight, but I do. Let's let's talk about Volvagia, final boss of the Fire Temple. This in terms of like an actual fight, I I don't. I can agree where, like, it's not the absolute best, but, like, man, the the cinematics and, like, the presentation of this fight, it's this big, awesome dragon flying around. You've got rocks falling from the ceiling, and, like, he's breathing fire. Like, this is awesome. Um, you use your Megaton hammer just to, like, whack-a-mole him right in the face, which is also awesome. I, I really, really love this fight. I know that there's a lot of people that don't because there's a lot of waiting around for him, yeah. and, and I think that's a valid criticism, but... The, man, just like the setting, I think more than makes up for that. Uh, it's it's just it's such a cool it's a cool fight. I I, I really like it. What what say you? Okay, this is what I meant. Where I thought you would uh you would like this battle more than me. So I don't really care for. Oh gosh, I, this is another one that I pronounce different than everybody else. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't really care for Vavagia. So subterranean lava dragon. Vavagia kind of like like you said it's a lot of waiting around there's uh this thing that he does where he pops his head out and you hit him once it's fine and he pops his head out and then he goes back in and pops his head out somewhere else and you hit him and it's fine I can never tell when I'm taking damage with this dragon because it doesn't look like I'm taking damage it doesn't sound like I'm taking damage but when he whips his hair his fire hair around you take damage and you take a lot actually so I die with this ball you should not die to Vavagia, but i do like it's just stupid and <laughs> and then the parts where you know he's going up swirling up on the top of the ceiling and knocking down the rocks that part gets kind of annoying because you know you're either running around trying to avoid him or you just like get down on the side of the platform and you just kind of hang out there until he's done throwing his fit and goes back down into the lava so i mean especially after fighting uh phantom ganon or if this is your, you know, if you're one of the people that do Fire Temple first, um, and this is your first, I guess it would be an okay first boss for the, the adult um, uh, portion of the game. But for most people, it's after Phantom Ganon. I just feel like it's, like, not as involved. It's kind of boring. There's just a lot of waiting around. And I can understand the cinematic of it is pretty cool and that Volvagia does look cool, but. Um, so cool. What, what's his full name again? Subterranean Lava Dragon Volvagia. 
Oh my god, that subterranean lava dragon. Are you kidding me? That's so that cool. That is a cool name. So like I, I, I see cool, what I, I see just... what you're saying. I see yeah. what you're saying. And and it is easy to take damage when he whips his hair. And frankly, it's easy to take damage if you get too close and you're standing in the lava around him. Oh yeah. Which yeah, I've yeah, done a bunch of times too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like his pattern is easy enough to follow. I feel like it's easy to dodge the rocks. Like this is probably just me, but like when he is flying around, I actually kinda like always move and like go to where the rocks are falling just because i'm just like oh this is cool i'm dodging rocks i don't really have to but i just do it anyways <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I don't know the the whole spectacle of it is is really uh it's just a great fight it's the fire temple in general i feel like is a really great temple that gets overlooked a lot but yeah i, I don't know you know what if if i was looking at the list as we have it right now i would put him at number one <gasps> no I'm telling you. Oh my god. Andy Spiteri. Um <laughs> you know what's kinda cool though? I will I really like how they turned him into a person and his design in Hyrule Warriors. He's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that character. that was pretty cool actually. Yeah. yeah, and then he like turns into a dragon every once in a while and like spirals around and attacks you and stuff, but his design what, in Hyrule what Warriors is, his is pretty cool. Volga, right? Volga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty badass in that game. Um ugh. I can't put I can't put him above Phantom Ganon. I could put him below, but I can't put him above. Well, where where would you put him on this list? And we'll split the difference. Um, what's our list again? We so as as a refresher, number one, Phantom Ganon. Number two, Post Sisters. Number three, King Dodongo. Number four, Goma. Five, Baronade. Six, Big Octo. Seven, Flare Dancer. I would put him at three. Put him at three. Okay. Well, let's put him at two. I, I, I think that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, this is this is not shaping up to be the same as my list at all, but that's okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's talk about the mini boss of the Water Temple and a fan favorite, Dark Link. I am curious, Allison, at your thoughts about Dark Link because I don't know if we're gonna agree or not. Really? Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting because I really like fighting Dark Link. Um. I, for me, this is my, like, this is my standard, or not standard, but this is my iconic Darkling moment. I know you fight him in Zelda 2, but I don't like Zelda 2. I don't talk about it. So, um, I, I think this is such a cool part, especially for the water, uh, the water temple. I know not a lot of people like it. I never personally saw it as that hard, but it is long. So I feel like this is a good midway point, And it's like, it's got it's really deep to me just like fighting this dark version of yourself you got you're in this like crazy mirage room um that looks like one thing but it's not even it's not even real and then you're fighting yourself and he's got all the same moves as you and he does these like weird tricks where if you stab him he jumps on your sword and you're like oh my god this guy is better than me and i'm link so what the heck is happening and i feel like that's kind of like terrifying If, if i was link as a character i feel like that would be scary so you're fighting this guy and i know when i got older it was, he was a lot easier to fight i know the tricks i understand fighting him now but when i was a kid it was like impossible because you're swinging your sword he's matching you blow for blow and that's a, that's just crazy but still very interesting i i just like the the thought process of that for some reason more than maybe the actual battle um and then it's really cool when you do defeat him and he like sinks into the water and then the room becomes a room again and that's just kind of trippy so right. I, I really like this fight. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely a really cool concept and cool to think about. 
Okay, so of 16 bosses and mini bosses that we have here, Dark Link for me comes in at number eight, like dead middle of the pack. Okay. Um, I think that the setting is really cool with like the the misty room and like the tree. I think that looks cool, but and I think Dark Link looks cool too. But I think that the fight itself sucks. Like you, your first inclination is to target him, and if you target him, you can never hit him. He just yeah constantly blocks you and like you can use the megaton hammer trick um or you can use but lots of people don't really know that and even for me sometimes i still can't hit that every time um i for the longest time i just used din's fire over and over and over again yeah and i feel like a lot of people probably did that and that's kind of anticlimactic to use that when in such a, a fight like this so i i don't think that the fight is very good um and i also think that this should have taken place in the Shadow Temple and not the Water Temple. Mm. Because I feel like it kind of comes out of nowhere in the Water Temple. Whereas if it had taken place in the Shadow Temple or even like the Spirit Temple, it would have worked. But like it that the themes of those dungeons are are better equipped to like say we're going to face the dark version of yourself or like the, the inner darkness of yourself or whatever. Uh-huh. In the Water Temple, it's just kind of like, okay, well... Uh, back to the big pool room after this. You know what I mean? Like, instead of <laughs> instead of that. some of the places where it could have taken place in the Shadow Temple. And, and like, this is, like, really, really nitpicky, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a cool concept, and, like, it is kind of neat. But I would, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't rank it. it. It wasn't it wasn't as great as it could have been. How about that? Okay, I can I can get behind that. Like, I understand what you're coming from. I can see why it's in that room, because it's, like, very good at illusion kind of area, water stuff, mirroring, whatever. So I get that a little bit, but I understand what you mean. It is kind of, like, out of nowhere, where you just, like, are suddenly fighting the dark version of yourself or your shadow or whatever. So I get that. So that would kind of, like, hinder it for me. But it's still still something I look forward to when I'm in the water temple. I'm like, ooh, I get to fight Dark League in this, this temple. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? I I agree with that too. I I look forward to the fight. I just think it's it's maybe not as cool as it could have been. It, if it were me looking at our list right now, I think I would slide Dark Link into I don't know maybe the number four position above King Dodongo. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we've got just to keep our listeners up to date. Number one, Phantom Ganon. Number two, Volvagia. Number three, the Post Sisters. Four, Dark Link. Five, King Dodongo. Six, Goma. Seven, Baronade. Uh, eight, Big Octo. And dead last, Flare Dancer from the Fire <laughs> Temple. Poor Flare Let's Dancer. talk about Morpha. Uh, okay. You know, a lot of people don't like Morpha, but I don't think Morpha's that bad, to be honest with you. I think that, like, the design is is weird, but it's supposed to be weird. It's like this big like thing that controls water and like the blobby water kind of looks cool. Like, I mean, the technology obviously didn't make Morpha look as cool as it could have if, if Morpha was made today. But I, I don't know. I think that the like water tentacles coming up and, and chasing you are kind of neat. Reminded me of like when I was a kid watching the Spider-Man cartoon and Hydro-Man was on the screen. I was like, Oh, this guy's cool. Um, and with Morpha, you, you can just feel like just, a uh, roman gladiator if you can pull off the trick and and get morph into the corner and just demolish it right away like i've done that uh a handful of times and like i just 
I feel like Superman every time I do it. Like I could just go and lift a bus after I'm I'm finished that. Like I feel so good about myself. <laughs> um, so and, and even with, even if you don't do that, I think that the fight is interesting enough. It makes good use of the of the hook shot or the long shot rather. Um, I mean, it, it certainly isn't the best boss in the game, but I don't think it's as bad as as people make it out to be. What say you? Um, I'd say that Morpha isn't my favorite, but I understand. So the full title is Giant Aquatic Amoeba. Morpha. And Morpha is what really is, just What is this, an amoeba? Um, something biological. Sounds like an amoeba. Amoeba. <laughs> amoeba is like a, something... Oh, God. Okay, I suck at biology, but definitely something biological, like, at a cellular level. Watch me be totally wrong about that. <laughs> um, I, I, realized, I realized in freshman year that I didn't want to be a marine biologist because I suck at science, so... <laughs> Um, anyways, you just got this, like, weird tiny organism that kind of looks like an eyeball, but isn't, and then it just controls the water, which is, like, the water is all goopy and creepy looking, which makes it seem a little bit more sinister. Um, and so, like, yeah, when you've got the tentacles coming out, when you can just avoid the one, that's cool, but when they have more coming out, it is, it does make it a little bit more challenging, and... I don't know about you, but I know people, like, they jump to the middle sections, the middle platforms. I never go there. I just, like, run around in circles until I can finally hookshot the damn thing. So, yeah. um, but there has been one or two times where I've been able to get it in the corner and just wail on it. And it's pretty, it, like you said, it does make you feel pretty good for doing that. Because sometimes it is a little difficult to get to latch on the Morpho with the, the long shot. So, I can understand why people... Don't really like it. I, I I just feel kind of indifferent about Morpha. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's not my favorite at, by any means. Yeah, that that's fair. I, I think looking at our list now as it is, I would be comfortable ranking Morpha above Baronade, Octo, and, and Flare Dancer, but below King Dodongo and Goma. Yeah, I think so too. I can agree with that. Okay, so just to keep everybody up to date, we've got Phantom Ganon at number one, number two, Volvega, three Post Sisters, four Dark Link, five King Dodongo, six Goma, seven Morpha, eight Baronade, nine Big Octo, and number ten, the Flare Dancer. So we uh, we got a couple left here to get through, so let's keep it rolling here, Allison, and let's talk about another guy that you fight two times, one at the bottom of the well and one as a mini-boss in the Shadow Temple, dead hands and is this dude not the creepiest thing in <laughs> zelda ever or what this is like this guy is the reason for a lot of children's nightmares during this time like definitely ours when i was 10 playing this game for the first time i, I don't think my brother andy would even be in the same room when we were fighting this guy <laughs> he's like no thanks i'm out <laughs> um yeah, he's creepy. The way he moves is weird. He's like he, he's like this blob thing, right? And he's got these little stems for hands. And his head is like staring straight up at the ceiling. And he like wiggles towards you. I, I, I should have you guys know that as I'm describing this, I'm doing it. So like, just imagine that. Um, he's like wiggling towards you, especially if you get caught one, by one of his hands that are sticking out of the ground. So you get caught, you're being strangled, and this guy is, like, slowly wiggling towards you, which is just terrifying. And then he slowly, you can't even get away either. He just slowly moves his head down and then, like, chomps on you with these nasty, big-ass teeth, and he's creepy. Like, this is really dark for how this game has been going so far. Yep, 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 yep. This, this is an example of... um 
knowing when to take your time because some of these other fights that we've talked about there there are moments of like like Volvagia, for example like you, you feel like you're standing around or you it's going slower than maybe the fight should be but this fight is like when you get caught by one of the hands um and you can see like dead hands slowly coming towards you that's in in action in a good way because it's like god i just want to get out of here i want to get out of here but you yeah. can't because he's he's coming towards you and it's like that slow creeping sensation you know what actually now i always think of when i picture dead hands is um have you seen pan's labyrinth oh it's been a long time actually so anybody who's seen that movie you know the dude i'm talking about the pale man who has like the uh his his eyes are in his hands and he puts his hands over his head i'm doing the the thing too allison and no one can see me either uh but he he always (laughs) reminded me of of dead hands because he's also creepy but like this I actually think that the fight isn't all that great, but like the the setting, the the creepiness of it, it really sells it as like a a scary encounter, and it and it hurts when he finally catches you as well. So yeah, I actually I think it would have been better that if he caught you, he would have just like killed you're you. Done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for reals. This guy, this guy's making me think of like uh this the way he looks is like paralysis dream nightmare stuff. Like that, yeah. that's cause you're so link is so afraid to move and he's being held by this hand and this guy's just creeping up on him and link can't do anything. And <laughs> the poor player is just like, Oh God, what do I do? But I mean, yeah, the fight's not as interesting cause you can't take him out in a couple blows. It's just kind of slow. Um, and it's not like super exciting except for the fact that he's just absolutely terrifying. And so, I mean, I would rank it, I would rank it a little bit higher, but he's definitely not, uh, not the best, just creepy enough that I don't want to upset him. So I'm going to make him I, I think it's it's style <laughs> over substance here, but I think that yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It. Uh, where would you rank him on our list, Allison? As we have it right now. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe a. Oh, it's kind of hard to say above Dodongo. I think above Dodongo just because of how terrifying. Um, okay, I can agree with that. I was going to say above Dark Link even, but I, I feel like above Dodongo is, is a good compromise because I feel like you were on the fence about that one. Yeah. Um, okay, so whew, one more time here for every listener. I'm just waiting for the time that I mess up the count horribly here, but here we go. <laughs> number one, we've got Phantom Ganon. Number two, Volvega. Number three, Post Sisters. Number four, Dark Link. Number five, Dead Hands. Number six, King Dodongo. Seven, Goma. Eight, Morpha, nine, Baronade, ten, Big Octo, last place at eleven, Flare Dancer. So let's move on to some of the heady, heavy hitters here. And uh, first up is Bongo Bongo, and, and this guy's pretty sweet. I, I like Bongo Bongo. Um, he's he's I think more of a middle of the pack boss for me, but uh, I think he's like upper middle of the pack. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like, the fight is cool, the atmosphere is cool. Um, it makes good use of your, uh, well, it, it kind of makes good use of your items. It makes good use of the items, but not the ones that you got in the Shadow Temple. Um, I can never decide if it's easier or harder to have the hover boots on when I'm fighting this guy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> frequently when I'm trying to like speed run this game, which is only I ever do that for the marathon, and I have like the um, the regular magic meter, I'm always just like, oh God, I'm, I'm going to run out of, of magic. And this is the hardest part of the game for me. 
because uh, I always feel like I'm about to die to Bongo Bongo. So it's definitely a challenging fight. Um, I marvel at the people that can do this without the lens of truth. But yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a it's a pretty solid fight. I think I would uh, I would have it in like the upper middle section here. Um, Bongo Bongo is one of my favorites from this game too, just because I like, and I know I was saying how creepy the last guy was, but I really like the creepiness of Ocarina of Time. It's just so dark and I, I really enjoy it. Bongo Bongo is fun. Um, it's not super like crazy technical. You just hit his hands and then you hit his eye. I do like the challenge of when you don't use the lens of truth. That is kind of, kind of cool and kind of scary because you can't see him very well. You Mm -hmm. have to be pretty good at knowing his timing. Which is always fun. It's a good challenge. But yeah, he's not like... he's. There's not a lot to him, I feel. So it doesn't make him like a super technical boss fight. I just think he's cool looking. He's called Vanton Shadow Beast Bongo Bongo. Which is cool. And Shadow Beast. What the yeah. heck is... What it is? Where's the rest of his body? Like you only see the top half and he's hanging upside down. But like you don't know where his, what his legs are. If it's just like some kind of spine all the way down. I don't know. I'm looking right at him right now, and he's just creepy, but awesome looking. Um, I where where would you put this guy exactly? Like what spot? Uh, I think on our list as we have it. So our list as we have it is way different from mine already. So <laughs> uh, I I think that like like I would have ranked him above Dark Link, but on our list that puts him at number four, which seems a little oh, bit high for me. But yeah. I I don't know. I mean. I mean, whatever at this point i i, I think he's like, better than dark link i think he's better yeah. than dead hands so i, I would, i'd probably say right there yeah me too because i do like him more than dark link but yeah our, our list is a little wonky <laughs> uh i think that i think that bongo bongo is like the first boss in ocarina of time where like the the, the area and like the the environmental hazards if you will are, are far more formidable than the boss itself because like that's the biggest problem that i think people have in this fight is just like moving around on the drum because you're always getting tossed around. One yeah. thing that really helps is like when you learn to like the less you move, the the better off you're gonna be. And I feel like once you kind of get that, Bongo is you know he's pretty easy. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh let's keep it going and let's talk about the Iron Knuckle from the Spirit Temple, who of course is uh Niburu. Um, this one is uh is kind of low for me. It's, it's pretty low on my list just because like you fight iron knuckles um i guess you don't fight them that much in this game but like you it's not like they're completely uncommon i guess this is the first instance where you do fight an iron knuckle but uh yeah i, I don't know it, it's just kind of it's a little bit more of just like a common enemy to me and uh the fight itself is is pretty easy especially when you know if you're running low on hearts you can just get the knuckle to to smash the pillars and you can restock if you will um i don't know nothing i I don't really have much to say about this fight actually it's just kind of it's okay what if what if you were playing this for the first time and you were facing this iron knuckle and you've never seen an iron knuckle before in your life what would that make a difference uh because i kind of agree with you to the point where i've i've fought a lot of them you know wind waker or Dark Nuts, or whatever, both variations, Twilight Princess, Hyrule Warriors. So I get what you're saying, but, like, as it is, you're like it's like the first time you're seeing this guy, and he is pretty big and scary looking with a giant axe and running at you crazy. You know what? It, it probably would, but then, like, 
the the big draw about the the fight is that it's actually Naboru, but then you've yeah. just fought an Iron Knuckle before as a as a child in order to get the um oh yeah the silver yeah. gauntlets too. So like it, it's kind of just like all right, well I just fought this guy, um, and the first one just feels like a, a regular Joe Schmo enemy, even though it is something that you've never seen. And then the second one with the story element of Naboru inside of it, it it, it kind of I don't know to me it's just like all right, well man i just fought this guy too so like he was he was pretty and and the thing is too is like it's an easy fight uh, like for me anyways because like it's such a like this is a fight where like every move is like so predetermined like you can see the the swing coming from a million miles away and you can just backflip out of the way and you know slice i I don't know it's just kind of a uh, I hear you. I'm kind of the same boat. Like, I really enjoy fighting Iron Knuckles and Dark Nuts and stuff like that in the Zelda games just because there is a flow to them, and I like that flow. Um, it's, it's like, almost like artistry with sword fighting, which I think is kind of cool. But I, uh, for the purpose of this list, I agree with what you're saying. It's not very exciting compared to some of the other enemies that we've faced up until this point. Um, definitely not the worst, though. Like, definitely better than Flare Dancer. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I I think that I would rate this one above Flare Dancer, Big Octo, and Baronade. I think that's oh. where I'd put the Iron Knuckle. Okay, yeah, me too. I'm good with that. Okay, let's let's recap here before we get into the big heavy hitters here at the end. We've got number one, Phantom Ganon. Number two, Volvagia. Number three, Post Sisters. Number four. Bongo Bongo, number five, Dark Link, number six, Dead Hands, number seven, King Dodongo, number eight, Goma, number nine, Morpha, number ten, Iron Knuckle, number eleven, Baronade, number twelve, Big Octo, and number thirteen, Flare Dancer. You know what I just realized, Allison? What's that? I almost assuredly Flare Dancer is gonna finish this at the very bottom. And Mr. Flare is gonna be in the number sixteen spot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right, let's keep it going. I love it. Uh, Twin Rova is up next, and I'm gonna I'm gonna proclaim this right here, right now. This is the best fight in the game. The whole game. I'm I'm saying it. I, I put it at number one on my list. This is such an awesome, awesome fight. First of all, the boss has character, so like you're fighting people and you're not just fighting like random monster but you're fighting these witches that have done harm to your friend Naboru. they they've been causing trouble um and then the fight itself is such a great use of your item the mirror shield the way the first phase where like you deflect the the beams of fire or ice and you use it to just smack the other one right in the face is such good stuff the second phase where they merge together and become twin rova and you got to absorb the the elements in your shield is so fantastic. I love, first of all, I love the way that like your sword or your shield just like glows and like it starts beeping and beeping and it's glowing red and like you're just about to get the third one and you can't contain it anymore and it's like poof, all of the elements go back and then and then when they when they send let's say the ice but you have fire in your shield you got to move and like that ice just hits everywhere and like poof, goes and makes the the arena look so cool. Uh, yeah, th- this is a this is an awesome fight. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic use of the dungeon item. Um, love, I love the the setting of it in you know kind of the the depths of the spirit temple. I love uh, 
Koyum and Kotake as characters. I think that that worked really well. The design of Twin Rova is really cool. Uh, I, yeah, this this one to me is just like it's so it's so so good, and it it edges out some of the other battles that we'll talk about after this, just because it's an original to Ocarina of Time. It was an original creation. Uh, great stuff. Love this fight. I agree with you on everything except it being the number one. <laughs> um uh twin rova is fantastic i love the elements uh fighting uh with the elements and i'll tell you why actually i have a very special reason so if anybody knows me really well they know that i love sailor moon that's like my childhood my adulthood everything about my life i love sailor moon and there's these two characters they're the gemini twins and they're fire and ice and the girls have to find a way to use their power against them and so this reminds me of something like super big in my childhood that I love and so you know it's it's like oh man I'm like Sailor Moon fighting fire and ice this is so cool and so I really really like that um and like you said it's original uh to the game you first fight the sisters together or you know against each other and then you fight them when they're combined and that's super cool too the use of the item is great the um especially in the 3d version the room kind of glows a little bit more I feel and the words, yeah. the writing on the walls. So the atmosphere is really cool, too. Um, so I do really like this fight. And I will rank it number one as to what we have so far. I just feel like I just feel like there's one better. So I won't agree with you there. But I will give you the number one spot for now. All right. So Twin Rova is number one for now. I'll give you the full breakdown after we cover the next boss, which is the big bad himself ganondorf and just as a reminder we've split ganondorf and ganon into separate battles um so here we go i think that the ganondorf fight is awesome it's upper echelon but i wouldn't rank it above a few that we have right now just because it's part one of the act um the, the fight itself i think is is really cool if not a little bit like I don't I don't know what the word I'm looking for is not bland but like unspectacular maybe I I wish it was a little bit harder or more involved because like you a lot of it you um you know you just you play tennis for a lot of the fight which is which is fine because the setting is so cool Ganon looks like a million bucks uh, or Ganondorf looks like a million bucks he looks so cool uh it's a great ending to the fight and I love that you use the the light arrows but just the fact that you do play tennis for a lot of it is it is a little bit of a momentum, not killer, but you know what I mean. It, it's just a little bit slower to me. Um, I love when he like raises his both of his hands and he sends like all the black orbs at you and like if you can hit the spin attack and send them all back, that's like so badass. Uh, that that's so cool. I love when he hits like the the platforms and they fall down. So it makes it makes the environment a little bit more dangerous to me. I wish there was more of that in this fight um but yeah th this is a, a high one for me if i were uh looking at our list right now i'd probably rank it just below twin rova allison what would you say i'm gonna fight for this one because i feel like this is definitely the best fight of the entire game including ganon like ganon would be below this for me really but okay. yes because I mean, yes, there's there's definitely cinematic stuff to fighting Ganon, and it's fantastic. But I just feel like this is this is it. This is the moment that you've been 
you know, fighting for this entire game. And for me, it starts when you start climbing those stairs and you're hearing the organ getting louder and you've got those amazing stained glass windows on the side and you're climbing the stairs and you finally enter the room and there's Zelda. She's up in the crystal and you've been trying to find her this whole time and here's your bad guy. He's playing the organ. He swings his cape around and he like exudes this power that Navi can't even help you with because it's so evil. She can't help you. And that's a big deal because she's been helping you this whole time. She's been your pal. So you can't even fight with Navi against this guy. He's super evil, super imposing. The room is beautiful and amazing. I don't care if you're just playing tennis. There's just like, there's so much going on outside of the fight itself that it just makes it that much bigger. This is kind of one of those things like, like the dead hand. There's the, there's the setting and the circumstance that makes it so much more than it is that I feel like it deserves the number one spot. Well, I, I don't know that I, I I'm not going to fight you on that. I, I don't, I don't care. I, <laughs> this is a great fight. It's uh, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, I will say one thing that I always loved about this fight, which is funny is that, um, you know, when you would hit, if you're playing on the N64, when you would hit Ganondorf with the light arrows. And then if you're me, you'd like immediately jump. So the game when Ganondorf gets hit with the light arrows, kind of slows down because there's some animation that happens when like yeah. the light is kind of possessing him. And like your your game slows down, it's lagging a little bit. But actually, I think that that like really added to the atmosphere because like, it was almost like you were jumping in slow motion. I was like, oh, this is so cool! Like I'm just gonna hit him right in the face when I finally get there. And like, yeah, uh, it's it's funny looking back that like that's just bad technology but yeah. at the time it was like oh it does this look is so really awesome cinematic. yep yeah uh okay well let's let's recap our list before we get to the last boss of the game here allison uh at number one we've got ganondorf the king of evil was his full title by the way there you um, go and that, great, that's just great from memory king right of evil. great king of evil i'm sorry <laughs> um, so number one we've got ganondorf the great king of evil number two twin rova Number three, Phantom Ganon. Number four, Volvagia. Number five, Poe Sisters. Number six, Bongo Bongo. Number seven, Dark Link. Number eight, Dead Hands. Number nine, King Dodongo. Number 10, Goma. Number 11, Morpha. Number 12, Iron Knuckle. Number 13, Baronade. Number 14, Big Octo. And number 15, destined to be number 16, Flare Dancer. All right, we have one left. It's Ganon. And I always, I loved back in the day when you fought Ganon, because as you've been, you know, pointing out, all of these bosses have, like, a little subtitle attached to their name beforehand. Yeah. And when you get to Ganon, it's just, like, Ganon. Yeah, it is. I always love, I love that when I whenever I fought him. He doesn't um, need a title. No, I mean, he's Ganon, man. Like, exactly. He's... So, yeah, this, this is, I mean, this is fantastic. Uh, this is a fantastic fight. I had it just below Twin Rova on my list, and... and I'm, what what can you say about this fight? I mean, it's the, it's the culmination of the game. You've got help from Navi. You've got help from Zelda. All the rest of the sages are there. It's an awesome fight. It's an awesome setting. Uh, God, you 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 can't use the Master Sword at the beginning. Ganon looks like this beastly figure. Like, uh, I know that you know some people have love for like Blue Pig Ganon, but come on, I I think. Blue Pig Ganon always kind of looked a little hokey to me. And, like, this Ganon just looks like a monster. He looks 
absolutely awesome. And shout out to him being in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, where he also looks awesome. But yeah, I mean, this this fight has it all. It has the music, it has the atmosphere, it has the it, it has everything you could want from a final boss fight. This is absolutely fantastic. I I would have ranked this number one, but I wanted to give it to Twin Rova just because, you know, we've seen Ganon in other games, whereas Twin Rova was an original creation. If someone was going to say, like, this is the best boss fight in the game, though, I ain't going to argue. I mean, I wouldn't argue either, but I think I would, I think I would let you have Twin Rova over this one. Yes, it is, like, super cinematic. The music is just, like, it's not even it's like intense but in a soft way like it's just uh it's like kind of like drilling into you versus being all around you kind of deal and um you know you and princess zelda have just escaped this collapsing tower and you thought it was over but it's not and with his last you know breath he's using the triforce to become this uh this beast ganon and yeah he's super like insane looking his horns are massive he is like all buffed out and um he's got these two really like menacing swords that he fights you with and um part of me feels like part of me feels like ganondorf isn't even there anymore at that point it's just ganon and it's like this crazy like kind of creepy beast last ditch effort kind of feel um but even with that like he still feels kind of like uh how do i put this like weak but not like powerless or something it just something about it like you've weakened him and this is just his last ditch effort you know but i mm -hmm. just think that makes for good story and then zelda helps you the sages help you you don't even get like the master sword for half the fight which is really cool because it shows that link is powerful enough without it um and then you seal him away by stabbing him in the face which is a common thing for <laughs> for link to do stab ganon or ganondorf oh, in the stuff. face and yeah and then it ends the game and it's great it's fantastic um i do like fighting gandorf more and i think i do like fighting twin Rova a little bit more too though hmm okay well i you know i i if if it would have been up to me i would have had um I'm, I'm willing to put ganon at number three if it were me, I would have had Ganondorf at number three and just bumped up Ganon and Twinrova. But I think, I mean, whatever. Like, these are three of the best fights in the series. It's in, hard. For my money. Yeah, it's it, hard. It is. It, it truly is hard. Because, like, like I said, uh, I don't know, earlier in the show, like, looking at this list, like, even the Flare Dancer isn't a bad fight. Just when, you, when you're going up against, like, Ganon and Twinrova and Volvagia, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's tough. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, what a... What a fantastic final fight. I think we ranked that one number one when we were talking about our, our Ganondorf fights. We ranked him about a year ago, and that was the victor, as you know, well as well it should have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, solid solid list here. So let's recap it, and let's go from the bottom up. Let's see if I can screw this up. At number 16, Flare Dancer. Woo! Woo! <laughs> uh, number 15, we got Big Octo. Number 14, we got Baronade, so no love for Jabu Jabu's belly <laughs> from us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at number uh, 13, uh, we've got Iron Knuckle. At number 12, we've got Morpha. At number 11, we got Goma. 10, King Dodongo. Uh, 9, Dead Hands. 8, Dead Center, Dead Dark Link. Uh, 7, Bongo Bongo. 6, Post Sisters. Uh, five, Volvagia, four, Phantom Ganon, three, Ganon, 
two, Twinrova, and number one, Ganondorf. I'm pretty okay with that list, L. Me too. I like it. I think it, it is a little wonky when you read it like that, but I think it's fine. Like like I, you said, it's really hard to, when there's so many great, great bosses, to really rank them like this. Yeah, I, I almost tripped reading that list, like, uh, several times there. I was sure what I was going to read something that wasn't correct. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it turned out okay. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of really awesome bosses in this game. Obviously, one of the most iconic games for, for many reasons. But one of the reasons is it's fantastic boss fights. So, definitely let us know what you think of our list. And let us know uh, what you would have done differently. And uh, if you guys like this, maybe we'll do this again. Rank some bosses and, and mini-bosses for different games, because uh, I had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, for sure. Well, there it is. Uh, we have, we've gotten our our episode in the books here, Allison, but I I just, I guarantee you, since we're recording a week early and we're putting this one in the bank, uh, there's going to be some Zelda news coming out. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be able to cover it either way. So long that as it's like way. on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, there it is, guys, uh, our list. Let us know what you think. And uh, make sure that you are following us over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Zelda fanatic in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. And make sure that you're checking us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. And we are going to get out of here. Uh, have a good week, everybody. And we'll see you back here next Monday. 